Then President Moon says, you've come to the south, when can I come to the north? And Kim Jong-un says, Ah, he went back into the north. Look at that. Almost as if they're erasing the line. But they have some very difficult issues to discuss. It is time for NK Now, but as we are at the end of the year, we are going to take this opportunity to look back at 2020 and see what some of the major North Korea-related events and issues are, as well as perhaps a preview of what we can potentially expect for the year 2021. And to join us for this, very pleased to have from NK News, Seoul correspondent Kim Jong-min on the line. Hello. Hello, I'm Well, we've got a lot to talk about, Jung-min. So we're going to first start off with uh, the uh, wild speculation that was going on earlier uh, this year. In fact, there were two rounds of rumors, speculation about Kim Jong-un's health. And this went globally viral. Uh, An overview, what were they? Well, 2020 was definitely a year of many, many rumors. But there were two major ones, which were about Kim Jong-un's health or um, as many call it, the coma rumor. In mm-hmm. April, um, there was a rumor that Kim Jong-un uh, went through a cardiovascular procedure or surgery. Um, this was after Kim Jong-un went absent at the very important day of the Sun event, which um, honors the country's president, founding president, Kim Il-sung. And afterwards, he was not seen in public for weeks afterwards, which sort of spurred the rumor um, also coming at a time when uh, when the country was under lockdown because of COVID-19 fears. At the time, Daily NK reported on a single anonymous source tip that Kim Jong-un went through a cardiovascular procedure. And afterwards, global media picked it up. Um, and um, some of the media outlets went further, like CNN reporting that the U.S. is monitoring intelligence, quote-unquote, that North Korean leader is in grave danger after mm. surgery. Um, and because they quoted some sort of U.S. official, um, after that, it went even more viral and people started to speculate. Um, there, It was also coupled with multiple different rumors online, including not just news outlets, but also just mass, like Chinese and Korean messenger apps, um, as well as some former officials and lawmakers here chiming in that they have some sort of source, uh, some saying Chinese source, saying that Kim Jong-un is in coma, um, some sort of French doctor went in there or other uh, um, other doctors went in there uh, and so on and so forth. And the rumor mill went into overdrive. And a little bit of um, background here, which seems like uh, uh, caused this sort of rumor mill, is that uh, the rumors were actually very similar with each other, although the details were Different. So it seems like they were um, sort of repeating each other, saying that it's from the anonymous source. But after a while, uh, South Korea's Moon Chung-in said Kim Jong-un is likely in one time alive and well. And NK profound satellite imagery signs of Kim Jong-un's yacht near Wonsan as well. And after weeks of rumors, Kim Jong-un came back Um and he appeared at a fertilizer factory visit. And looking back, um, there is still some possibility that Kim Jong-un could have gone through minor procedure or some sort of health issues, but not coma, um, because the disappearance at the time remained unexplained. Um, mm. There could have been some truth to the Daily NK reporting, um, but lesson here was that when it comes to single anonymous source reporting, it needs extra caution, 
especially for uh, global media reproducing news. Um, but some did not learn the lesson, obviously. And one prominent former official raised the health rumor again, similar this time, but in August. And this unfortunately mm. <laughs> fell on the same day with the National Intelligence Service saying something about Kim Jong-un delegating authority to Kim Yo-jong. This later turned out that NIS meant Kim Jong-un simply delegating more work, hence authority, not power, to top officials, including Kim Yo-jong. Yeah, and uh, that leads us, uh, all those rumors were crazy, as you say, and as a top-notch journalist yourself, uh, don't rely just on one single-source anonymous uh, uh, report to uh, come to a, a pretty blanket conclusion on this. But with Kim Yo-jong, it's amazing how her image has evolved uh, from that very yes. smiley, friendly aide with, who built up that rapport and chemistry with President Moon Jae-in during the summits to now... Really, uh, you've seen a bit, a bit more of a sterner or a harsher uh, rhetoric coming out of her. Kim Yo-jung was always one of the top-related search words online whenever those uh, Kim Jong-un rumors uh, emerged. How much did her profile rise this year? Well, her roles on the ground rather than the party <clears throat> party position became more publicly significant throughout the year. Um, we could see that more statements carrying Kim Yo-jong's own, own voice were out this year, notably some appearing in even Rodong Shimun, meaning domestic public in the North, also get to see her profile rise. Um, especially, um, her profile rise, especially in June, when she became a point person on South Korea affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, she said that Kim Jong-un authorized some sort of power to her regarding making the next move against South Korea when Pyongyang threatened Seoul of military action, among other warnings, um, complaining about the anti-regime leaflets. Um, uh, I think as, as of her image this year, she sort of played the bad cop mm-hmm. image um, uh, and appearing many times alongside Kim Jong-un. And her, she herself also had a few weeks of unexplained disappearance and not um, attending major party meetings, like Politburo meetings, that she had to be there. But I guess because she's a big to bloodline, maybe she has some exceptions allowed for her. Um, this year, global rumors about Kim Jong-un's health was always accompanied with speculations on who will succeed if he dies. Well, of course, People will ask that. Um, and because uh, Pekju Bloodline, Kim Yo-jong is a Pekju Bloodline top official, Kim Yo-jong became more globally well-known whenever people were uh, doubting Kim Jong-un's um, state of health. Mm. And the, there were some weird consequences as well, like the appearance of Kim Yo-jong fans on Twitter, uh, fan art, fan videos, etc. Yeah, uh, very interesting to see her. Uh, rise and and uh, greater prominence in these affairs. You mentioned June. June was a traumatic month here in South Korea for the Moon administration in regards to inner Korean relations. Can you go over what happened? Well, some of the things that happened in June is still happening now, so it's still mm. relevant. It's probably going to go on throughout 2021 as well. At the time, one defector-led group reportedly sent anti-regime leaflet, which was something done for years, actually, it wasn't new, but some, for some reason, North Korea chose this June to complain that Moon administration is not doing enough to ban them, saying that uh, the very particular ones that were sent that year insulted the North Korean leader. Um, afterwards, it was on downward spiral very, very quickly um, and very seriously. They cut all communication lines, both the military one and the one at the Lisbon office, and they threatened to re-advance troops to demilitarize zone, 
which technically means that they will go against the 2018 military agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, they also use some sort of propaganda campaign saying they will drop quote-unquote leaflet bomb in South Korea, um, showing photos of insulting leaflets with Moon's pictures on them and warning of military action, like I mentioned. Um, it peaked when they warned of blowing up the Liaison Office. At first, people said it's maybe just uh, a rhetoric, but they actually did demolish it. Um, and afterwards, unification minister here um, had to resign taking responsibility for the souring relationship. Uh, afterwards, both the Moon administration and the ruling party here ramped up measures to ban such leaflets, uh, which was passed recently. Um, and also, it, uh, the ministry and the Moon administration went under fire because so many um, human rights activists, out, especially outside South Korea, they criticized the move saying it's unconstitutional. Um, Also, although the government says that it was a regular thing, um, the timing also was um, very uh, significant in that uh, around the same time, MOU inspection of North Korea human rights groups um, also drew major criticism at that time. These two issues, they are still ongoing. Right. Now, in 2020, no major nuke or missile test, uh, we mm. can say. But um, besides the, the big uh, explosion of the liaison office, uh, can you go through some of the other moments of major escalations? Yes. So um, there were first two border crossings, one to the north and one from the north. Um, one was a redefector um, uh, who swam to the north uh, from Kanghua Island, which North Korea reported later on as suspected COVID-19 case. But mm-hmm. according to WHO and North Korean state media, he, uh, according to WHO, I think, it, um, he was ultimately tested inconclusive. And afterwards, we never heard back about what actually happened to them, uh, happened to him afterwards. Um, the other one was who crossed the border to the south uh, through the land border, and this was pretty recent. Um, and because of these two incidents, South Korean military came under fire again for lacking uh, monitoring capability. Uh, and a, a wave further before, in May, there was also a GP shooting. The North Korean soldiers opened fire on um, South Korean guard post, and South Korean government protested afterwards. But this wasn't um, as much as serious as other escalations that happened this year. Um, but the peak, definitely, was when uh, the South Korean government worker, surnamed Lee, was uh, shot and killed by North Korean soldiers in North Korean waters. At first, uh, Blue House issued very strongly worded statements, thinking that North Koreans burned the body per the COVID-19 guideline. Um, uh, there were some back and forth about this, mm-hmm. with North Korea quickly explaining that it was actually the floating material that they burned. Um, and it uh, it seemed that they were telling their side of the story. Uh, Moon said that this incident, although tragic, could be an opportunity for renewed inter-Korean cooperation, um, requesting North Korea for joint investigation and to find the body, um, although North Korea did not respond um, ultimately. Um, in terms of military provocation, like you mentioned, there were only six missile tests, and the last one was in July. Um, they could have um, focused more on domestic issues rather than um, the military stuff um, with the COVID-19 fear ongoing, um, but that could be just a partial reason. Um, if we compare, actually, uh, the 
six missile tests. It's a very small number. The number of missile tests was less than a half of 2019 when there were 15 tests, including uh, two engine tests. Right. And so all of this occurred. We we can say that the uh, issues with North Korea perhaps to be blunt, uh, put more on the back burner uh, compared to, let's say, the years 2018 and 2019 when all the summits and all the diplomacy was going on. Uh, 2020, certainly marked by the COVID-19 pandemic. So everything is overshadowed by the pandemic. Uh, That Mm. means, though, North Korea is no exception to this. For COVID-19, how did it affect North Korea? Well, I can go on for ages talking about this, but um, just to share the uh, top line summary, um, there was a border lockdown since late January. It's still ongoing. They suspended all tourism um, and the emergency anti-epidemic system started in late January as well. And afterwards, they legislated such system as well, which means that they sort of learned the lesson and trying to use the system that they um, made this time for any future pandemics as well. Um, very, very strict quarantine measures uh, were there. And, um, for example, embassies and other foreign workers were demanded to follow, were demanded to follow uh, draconian quarantine measures with limited freedom of movement. And this led to a mass exodus through flight or land border um, happening multiple times. Now, um, not many are left in there. Um, there were also multiple trade crashes, um, from the border closure, probably, and Chinese and Russian customs data reflected uh, the closure as well. The Dalia Nampo uh, Sea Route and also Tandong Shiniji Land Border Route, uh, both of them are mostly closed even until now. Um, they even locked the border for any foreign aid since August, which was also significant because they went through a, a the consecutive natural disasters, including typhoon and flood. Mm. Um, this was despite UN sanctions exemption seeing a very quick turnaround this year for anything related to COVID or medical aid. Um, but exemption two star, uh, stalled since October. Uh, extreme measures such as opening fire on those who enter the so-called buffer zone near the borders were um, conducted and they demanded foreigners not to play with snow um, because they are potential COVID carrier or not go out during yellow dust, um, which are which were very extreme and sometimes very uh, unscientific measures that hmm. they um, went for. Schools were um, closed from time to time. They were open from time to time, but they were mostly closed this year. Um, and this thing, uh, it's not completely certain if this is a cause and effect relationship, but it can reasonably be seen that Kim Jong-un's statecraft style changed this year partially due to COVID concerns. He held fewest on-site guidance under his rule, but the year, uh, it was a year of Politburo meetings, so he held more top official meetings rather than on-site guidance. Um, COVID-19 also, uh, one of the main, was also main themes of Kim Jong-un's October 10th speech, which was politically symbolic, where he shed tears and thank people for staying healthy with zero COVID-19 patients. Uh, but mass gatherings that day saw no face masks and perhaps a show of confidence, but their messaging about COVID-19 prevention and face masks, it sort of uh, was very mm. 
inconsistent throughout these mass gatherings. But throughout the year, all in all, state media showed pictures of people almost always wearing masks, aside from top officials at some meetings. And what are the prospects for inter-Korean public health cooperation uh, in regards to COVID-19? Uh, 2020, South Korea worked hard, actually. They, um, uh, they signaled many, many times to North Korea that they are willing to help with, uh, especially COVID-19 AIDS. Uh, Ministry of Unification approved sending test kits, hazmat suits, hand sanitizer, thermal imaging camera, and face masks. And, uh, unfortunately, the delivery of a big chunk of the badge stalled since August, which, coincidentally, is, uh, same month when Kim Jong-un said no foreign aid. Um, Yin-yang pitched multiple ambitious ideas on public health cooperation, such as building an inter-Korean health complex in Kaesong or any demilitarized area. Um, this was also unres- uh, unresponded by North Korea. Some officials were also mulling over the idea of vaccine provision, but this could potentially be met with backlash at home because it's a sensitive issue here, too. Um, and also, um, <clears throat> regarding vaccine, it's pretty unclear if North Korea will uh, even take South Korea's vaccine aid, even if South Korea offers, um, because its traditional allies like China and Russia, they are reportedly developing their own. And one lingering question here uh, is what happened to mm. the Pyongyang General Hospital? Um, Kim Jong-un announced it in March as the main project, the top nine project of the year, but they stopped boasting of that plan for a while now, and the October 10th deadline already passed. So we'll have to see if they mention it again in 2021. All right, great. Now, uh, we're going to spend the remainder of our time as quickly as we can on uh, an outlook for 2021. Uh, Min, first, inter-Korean relations, a glimmer of hope or uh, an extended impasse? I think both for South Korean President Moon Jae-in. It's been a difficult year, and he only has less than a year and a half left um, until the end of his term. So time is ticking to make progress with North Korea. It was one of his core promises as a president to do that. But multiple complications loom, like COVID-19, U.S. leadership change, and ongoing lack of domestic consensus of on how important North Korea issue is or the anti-leaflet or what to do with sanctions. Um, but he does have um, some um, evidence to keep the hopes up, like Kim Jong-un's speech on October 10th mentioning that he wants to hold hands with South Korean compatriots um, when this all ends, meaning COVID-19. Um, and also, there was a qu- very quick apology from Kim Jong-un himself when the le- lethal shooting happened. Um, and it seems that personal relations between Kim and Moon were not bad, but more than two exchanges of letters consoling each other about COVID-19 issue happened uh, this year. Uh, but inter-Korean relations, it's largely dependent on USDPRK progress as seen in how North Korea turned its back on South Korea in uh, after 2019 Hanoi summit. And the complication here is Trump was unconventional, uh, preferred top-down diplomacy, but Biden is more bottom-up, traditional and values, working level diplomacy and allies. Um, Nonetheless, he said he may consider meeting Kim if North Korea draws down its nuclear arsenal. So Moon administration probably sees Biden as not returning to Obama era. Mm. But um, it seems Moon Jae-in is pushing for something like uh, South Korea and North Korea becoming more of a stakeholder um, of the peninsula issues, meaning that he wants uh, inter-Korean issues to be a little bit more dependent of, uh, independent, I mean, of U.S. Uh, DPRK relations. 
Well, speaking of Biden being the next president, Trump is out. He was the wild card in all this. What will North Korea's reaction be? Uh, so far, there's no response, but uh, we'll have to see because there are very, very important two milestones coming up January. Uh, Party Congress as well as potential New Year's address. Um, historically, when new administration inaugurates, uh, North Korea sometimes used military uh, missile provocation as a leverage. But this time, uh, it could be a little bit different because the relations with the U.S., is fundamentally different since 2018, and it seems that North Korea is hedging, waiting a little bit to see what Biden's message would be towards the North, um, whether he would be willing to engage at all, whether mm. he will prioritize North Korea issue, um, whether it would be a step-by-step denuclearization talks with corresponding measures, um, whether he will be lifting sanctions to partial uh, denuclearization measures, and also domestic angle, like how willing Biden would be to offer something that Kim Jong-un could, can boast to the North Korean public as well. And uh, what about then North Korean leadership? What are some of the things we should keep an eye on in 2021? Um, I'll just go over this very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, we have to keep an eye on foreign affairs officials. We'll have to see who becomes the uh, counterpart to Biden's foreign affairs team. And we'll have to see if Ri Song-gun will stay. Um, Kim Yo-jong, of course, whether this increased state media exposure will be reflected by party positions. It will be important in terms of how the back to bloodline elite dynamics um, uh, develop in 2021. Um, also, we'll have to see if people like Park Jong-chan, Ji Byung-chul, the munitions and military, and also economic sector officials, um, they will... continue doing the sector-by-sector delegation of duties even after COVID-19. Okay, let's see if we can compress this to one minute uh, that we have. Uh, Post-COVID, 2021, North Korea, how are they going to handle this? Uh, They will probably continue the COVID-19 prevention measures until they are completely sure that uh, they don't have the risk or the vaccine is distributed widely. But um, for the For 2021, I think the border lockdown is likely to stay for a foreseeable future um, with trade volume staying low. But we will probably see how this pans out uh, at the party congress, which today, this morning, North Korea and state media announced that it will be uh, early January, which means that it will happen before, sometimes between this Friday and January 10th. But the current level of paranoia about COVID will probably continue. Mm. Um, But we will have to see in 2021 whether or not they will risk a little more for trade or any summit meetings, Um, although there's a very low possibility, low likelihood that they will risk anything with the current level of paranoia going on in North Korea. All right. Very impressive work, Chung Min, going through all of this uh, in this limited time we had. But uh, definitely appreciate it. We're going to look forward to more reporting from you in the future. Wish you a happy new year and talk to you again soon. Happy new year. All right. We're going to have to say goodbye. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us here today. Coming up next is Life Abroad. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be back tomorrow for another edition of This Morning at 7 a.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.